In the late 18th century, William Wilberforce was converted. Almost single-handedly, he broke the shackles of slavery. People there were just totally different. We are looking at the footprint of God over the last 2,000 years. History makers. Since the Roman legion destroyed Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D., the Jewish people have a nation of their own. And he said, well, no, Randy, we're not all just faking it. There is a living hope, and his name is Jesus. And I believe that that's really why you're here. Christ died for us. History Makers. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Robert Johnson from a great initiative called A Million Men Praying. And he's uh, with an organization from uh, called Beyond Here. And he's the co-founder and the president. Welcome to the program. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, Matt. Now, let's find out a bit of your story. Uh, you're based in Melbourne, Australia right now, but... As a young fellow in New Zealand, you came to know Jesus about the age of 19. Tell us your story. Well, I was, I, I was completely anti-church. Yeah. Anti-God. Um, to my shame, I was uh, an arrogant fool <laughs> um, in biblical terms and, and reality. Um, I didn't want anything to do with God, nothing to do with church. Mm-hmm. Um, long story, but I got involved with a Christian family who began to pray for me. Um, and as a result of that... Um, I, I I came to faith in Jesus Christ. I heard the gospel. I was challenged with the gospel. Realized I had to make a decision. Um, and for me, it was it was very clear. Um, and I guess because I was so arrogantly opposed to anything Christian, um, God brought out the heavy guns. Mm. And the night I got saved, I realized that I either would end up in heaven or I would end up in hell. Mm. And I need to make a choice. And I made the right choice. <laughs> <laughs> and tell me, how did you get involved in church? What was it like for you after being an unchurched nineteen-year-old, uh, and then going on to church? What was your first experience like? Well, it just everything just changed overnight, literally, um, from being totally anti to be passionately in love of Jesus. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, um, and after that, everything changed. I knew that night um, when I got home, laying in my bed that night, there was just a sense that God had called me to take the gospel to the nations. And that's where it started over 40 years ago. Okay. And then how long did it take before you got into ministry? Did you you know, go to Bible college or what, what did you do then? Yes, about eight months after being saved. Uh, such were the things that were happening in the, um, well, some call it the revival or, or the, the early days of the charismatic outpouring in New Zealand. End up in Bible college eight months after being saved. Mm-hmm. So two years in Bible college and then appointed to a church um, where literally the, it wasn't revival. It was, you know, the hippie days and, and all of that. And, and uh, we went to Christchurch um, and got involved in the church there. And uh, literally we were seeing, you know, a dozen young people every, every week coming to Christ. And we got working in um, rehabilitation, ran the church's rehabilitation home and um, and it was just just a magnificent thing to to just to, to see um, you know real revival. It I mean, really amazes me the number of people who are in ministry today because of that uh, great move of God in New Zealand. Uh, so many Australian pastors actually, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, started out in New Zealand in the in the what was the seventies and eighties, I guess, yeah. in that time frame. Uh, what what an amazing uh, blessing from the land of New Zealand uh, you guys have been to our, to our nation and to the nations. Yeah, yeah. We, we we used to um, ha- have a logo a few years back. It was New Zealand and Fire. <laughs> I love it. Very good. So okay, so you spent some time in New Zealand at Christchurch. Uh, what was the next part of your journey after that? 
Uh, we we end up um, church planting. Mm-hmm. Um, then after that, I became a youth pastor in different places in New Zealand. Um, and finally, we we journeyed back to Christchurch, um, and again got involved in um, youth rehabilitation, um, as well as um, assisting in the church. Then I became two IC in, in a church in Christchurch, um, and then in 1983, um, we came to Australia um, as a stepping stone to to go to Asia, where our heart had always been directed. Now, you've ministered uh, with this organization beyond here in many nations, and one nation that's on my heart, I know you've spent a bit of time there, is Cambodia. I've been on a couple of trips there, and you know, you see the poverty, you see the, uh, the slums, you see the, uh, the horrible disaster that happened with the, the Khmer Rouge in the 70s, um, the Pol Pot regime, and, 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 but you see hope in Cambodia because there is a move of God happening there. What, what's been your experience in Cambodia? Um, we've been in Cambodia Probably for um, since about nine, about two thousand and four, I think. Um, and our experience is, yeah, it's it's Cambodia's time. Mm. In the early days, it was it was really hard going, um, but but we saw a breakthrough. And 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 I talked to others, and they're talking about the same thing. A, a few years ago, just a, a, an incredible outpouring of the spirit. Um, we had a, a an Easter crusade a, a couple of years or so back. Um, and the first night, we saw 100 people come to Christ. Next night, there was 200. And the third night, we, we couldn't count them. And it was just this amazing outpouring of the Spirit. Um, but most of our work is amongst uh, leaders and, and, and pastors. Mm-hmm. Um, most of what we do across Asia and some other nations and restricted asset access nations is uh, leadership training and development mm. and facilitating church planning. And it's quite risky too. I mean, you, in some of these nations, uh, you know, you can, we can't talk about them. But in some of these nations, uh, you know, you hear terrible stories of of what what happens to those who are ministering in those nations. And we won't go into too much details. But uh, the the other things you guys do is uh, you do micro business loan support. This is a brilliant idea of giving people a hand up, not just a handout. Uh, tell us tell us how that all works. Um. Well, I must admit, we, we're not that good at it. That's, yeah. that's certainly not my idea. Yeah. Um, and we have a, have a fund that if, if we have the finances, um, then we make that available. There's others that are doing this, um, far better and, and greater than what we are. Mm. Um, it's just one of the, um, arms that we've got that is, as we've got finance available, if we can support a pastor, that he can work in his own environment and support his family. Mm. Um, we do so. Well, it's such a, a, an important ministry that we reach our neighbours with the gospel in, uh, in Southeast Asia. And uh, so exciting to hear uh, what God's been doing, opening doors for you. And the other thing that's on your heart is this concept of a million praying men. Uh, now, before we get into that, I, I've got to ask you this question. Uh, there's a lot of men these days that aren't really into going to church. Now, what do you think that is? What do you think blokes don't like church? Somebody said to me a couple of days ago, and I, he said it's church is orientated for women. Um, now I didn't have have a lot of time to to ask him what he really meant by that. Um, I I actually struggle. I, I mean, I understand the concept. I've heard it many times, but personally, I struggle with it because I've never had a problem with church. Mm. Um, you know, this is the word that we're not supposed to use around men, the, the intimate word. <laughs> so we're trying not to use that word. Um, uh, we're, we're going to sneak in the back door with it, but I, my example is, is King David. 
I mean, if we, if we look at the warriors in the scripture, I mean, is, is there one bigger? Is there one greater than King David? But King David was a passionate lover of God. Yeah. And and somewhere along the line, I, I think there's been a whispering of the enemy that says to men, you don't fit in church. And and I think it's a lie of the devil. And now, I, I know there's an aspect men do things differently, and with our million praying men, we, we're going to do some things differently. Um, but I think we've got to be careful we don't buy into the lie that, uh, that, that men cannot be intimate, that men can't have a face-to-face with God, that they can't be passionate lovers of God. Um, because I've been a passionate lover of God for over 40 years, and I'm a man. <laughs> and, you know, I actually think about it, you know, like a lot of people are saying it's hard for men to engage in church because churches are so feminine. You know, you hear, you hear some of that talk. And, you know, I guess for me personally, uh, I've just been – I feel like I've been too busy doing stuff for God to look and go, oh, I don't know if I want to go to church. I don't know if I want to be involved in this. Maybe I shouldn't go, you know, because I've got a job to do. And us blokes, we're task-oriented blokes. When we know we've got a job to do, we like to get on with a job and do it. And I think that's part of the problem. I think some men don't feel like they've got a job to do, but the truth mm. is every single one of us, we've got a, God's given us gifts. He's given us a calling. We've all got a job to do. And I think if you're busy enough doing the job for God, you won't think, oh, maybe I shouldn't go. Maybe I shouldn't be a part of a church. You know, uh, I think that's what – do you, what do you think of that idea? I, I, I don't think you could sum it up. Any better, mm. and 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 that's it. I mean, blokes are um, you know work orientated. Um, one, one of the dangers, of course, with that, um, as you would know, Matt, and you know everybody listening probably knows, and and uh, pastors all across the nation know that our identity is not wrapped up in what we do. Yeah, that's right. But but men need to do things, mm. and so we we want to get men. We want to get men praying. Yeah, that's good. And uh, you know, you think church is boring? Come to a prayer meeting where I am. Mm, that's good, um, mate. You get into it, hey? <laughs> absolutely. So okay, well, uh, if you don't like noise, don't come. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about this concept of a million men praying. What's it all about? Oh, well, I, honestly, it's, it's, it's almost six months since the Holy Spirit spoke to me about it, and I'm, I'm still trying to unpack it. <laughs> but basically, back in September, uh, 11th of September, 2013, I was, I was getting down to pray one morning, and just there's just one of those interruptions where it's like, you know, the Lord's talking to you. Um, and something like about six hours later, I looked at my watch and realized that I'd been there for six hours. And the short story of all that is that the Lord has challenged me to, to raise a million praying men across the globe. I think a million is an arbitrary number. The thing is that we need to raise men to pray. That's my passion. That's the dream that I've got on my heart. I'm, I'm, for the sake of a better word, I'm impregnated with a vision. And we have to raise men. And a part of raising men is, is getting them to understand who they are, that we have a destiny upon our life, that God has called us, that we take our rightful place in our households, take our rightful places in the church, our rightful places in the community. This is not a place of, of, of lording it over somebody else. But it's coming beside others. It's coming beside the, the, the women that have carried the torch for so long and stand up and be the men that God has called us to be. Mate, it's so inspiring to hear you talk about this. And, you know, with my involvement with the National Day of Prayer and Fasting in Australia, uh, we've seen uh, a real movement launched mm-hmm. of people wanting to pray. Uh, but I have to be honest with you, uh, let's face it, when you look at those who like to attend prayer meetings and intercessors and those in the prayer movement, there are a large 
amount of women, a large percentage of, of females. Uh, but I think I, I just love the fact that God's put in your heart that you need to raise up men uh, to be committed to praying. And I know that you've got uh, a bit of a focus. So that the website's brilliant, by the way, millionprayingmen.com. Uh, I'm so inspired reading through it. You've got five main agendas there that yes. you've listed. Uh, let's just unpack those real quick. So firstly, world, world evangelization, worldwide revival. Uh, that's a pretty big call to ask men to pray for that, yeah? Okay. When when you go to the site, you'll find that you can unpack that. Um, but the thing that we have to start with, and I am I am I make no apologies for this. I am dogmatic. I am radical about this. Um, that there is only one purpose that God has on planet Earth. We do lots of things, and all um, are, are with value. There is only one purpose God has on His heart, and that's the salvation of men and women. Mm. And if the church doesn't attach itself to that purpose, then we're not going to fulfill the destiny of God. That's non-negotiable. That's our number one. Yeah. That everything else we pray for, mm. praying for governments, all what we do, it must result in the transformation of lives, that, that, that the kingdom of God is coming into a person's life to bring transformation. I heard it explained recently uh, in a way that has really challenged me uh, that God is in heaven wanting to send his son, Jesus, back to the earth. And Jesus is saying, Father, just wait a bit more. Just wait a bit more because there's there's more people that need to be saved. My church is going to go and save more souls. Just wait until you and, until there's more saved until you send me back. When you hear it in that context, it blows you away to think about how you know the Bible says it's God's will that none should perish. That's right. But all should come to the salvation of Jesus Christ That's right. and a knowledge of Him. Uh, so it's a great focus, uh, worldwide evangelization and revival. Uh, you've also got a list there. Uh, Praying for governments and authorities, we know that's an important uh, yes. part of Scripture to pray for our leaders. Praying for families, you know, there's such an attack on the families. Uh, praying for church leaders, we all need, <laughs> every church leader <laughs> needs as much prayer as possible. And praying uh, for uh, the marketplace. Uh, let's just unpack that last one there. W- what do you mean by praying uh, in the marketplace? All right, marketplace I think is, is, is a buzzword right now. Um, and I didn't want to use another word or something else that would bring a new thought um, the marketplace to me is simply where you live, work, and play. Yeah, and that's where that's where we're going to be effectual day by day. Um, church is great, but we're only in church once a week mm. uh, most times these days. And so the marketplace is 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 where we live, is is where we work, um, and we need to pray in the marketplace. And all the ramifications of that, not only the men that we work with, you need to pray for the business that you work with. That 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 might. You know your your income might depend on the on the well being of that company, so you need to pray for that company. But more specifically, the people you work with—that's mm. the important thing. Such a great idea, and uh, I just pray that many will go to the website millionprayingmen.com, and I guess uh, you can sign up. You can be a part of it. You can be a part of the database, and you can get regular contact uh, and inspiration. Yes. And, and I guess there'll be meetings. There'll be all sorts of things happening around the place. Who knows what, where God's going to take it in the future? Hey, yeah, <laughs> it's 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 exciting. Um, but I continually say this, and sometimes I get into trouble for this. It's also terrifying <laughs> because everybody that I talk to, and 
And even an email from my wife this morning uh, reminds me, she said, this, this is big. Yeah, this is big, absolutely. <laughs> well, it absolutely is. Uh, we've been talking with Robin Johnson from millionprayingmen.com. You can find the, uh, the, the website uh, there with lots of great details and uh, information there. You can check it out, millionprayingmen.com. Robin Johnson, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, Matt. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater, and why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.